Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there folks and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How you all doing? Hope you're all keeping well and uh, yeah, no matter where you are in podcast land, we do hope you're keeping safe and well and uh, enjoying yourselves. Yeah, we're starting to see little things happening in the UK uh, specifically. Our piping world is starting to yeah, show signs of life and everything. It's been very exciting to have been involved in the piping scene here in the UK this last week or two. Yeah, it's been great times, great times. So, yeah, by way of introduction, yeah, I'm just getting straight into the topics then, aren't I? So, yeah, let's get way into the introduction. If this is your first ever a Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we we talk about the music that we know and love to be that of the great Highland bagpipe in all its forms. So, yeah, if bagpiping's your thing, then we are definitely the show for you. Uh, so, yeah, each and every week we also like to mention our Patreon. Yep, shout out to our Patreon faithful, where you guys have actually had a special preview of this week's episode. So, yeah, apologies to our Patreon faithful. You guys have actually seen and heard this episode now for a wee while. So, yeah. Apologies, Patreon folks. This uh, this week's episode, uh, you've already seen it and heard it. So, but hey, we hope you enjoy it again. Anyway, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. For for those of you who have not been supporting us on Patreon, then for shame. That, but why not? <laughs> No, seriously, yeah, for every click of support really does mean the world to us here on The Big Rab Show. It helps the wheels turn and helps us p- produce amazing episodes like the one you're about to listen to. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to our Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome. Do consider going over there and clicking on support if you want to. It's not compulsory, uh, but you do get your hands on tons of extra stuff as a result. Yes. Now, this week's episode actually is a bit of a special feature episode. It's not going to be the usual podcast where we have weekly drum, word of the day, you know, listener mail, all that sort of stuff. Yes, this week we are focusing on quite a huge interview with Ali Lavac. And I have to say... This week's episode, oh man, I'm so excited to be able to bring this episode to you. I just can't wait to hit upload. Yeah, I'm very excited to, to present this week's episode, man. It's just going to be brilliant. We have quite an incredible conversation with such an incredibly talented young gentleman. Really can't wait to get to it. But first of all, of course, I have to tell you about our ongoing promotion with the Piper's Dojo. Yes, we did get some comments from last week's episode, of course, uh, where a lot of people really enjoyed Andrew's interview, uh, talking about his brand new book about bagpipe freedom. In fact, there's a load of you guys out there actually jumped out and went and bought it, pre-ordered it straight after the pod. So thank you to everyone who did that. That was fantastic. And it's great to see that folks are interested in this book. And I have to say, I am a huge fan of this book. I didn't lie. You know, (laughs) I wasn't paid to say that or anything. Yeah, I am definitely a fan of this process. I wouldn't plug it if I wasn't. And uh, yeah, honestly... Go and check out the book. You will not regret it. It is available for pre-order now. The links and everything we've shared up on our social media, of course. You can go and pre-order Andrew's book. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, So, yeah, once you've pre-ordered the book, then also don't forget to check out our ongoing promotion with the dojo, which is thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo, where, yeah, let's just let the promo do the talking, shall we? Do you ever feel frustrated or stuck with your piping? Despite your huge investment of time, energy, money and passion, you thought you'd be further along by now. But you're struggling. Month after month, year after year to progress. Every piper deserves the feeling of true creative freedom. Every time they pick up their pipes. So why hasn't this happened for you? Why are you still stuck? At the Piper's Dojo, they've developed a step-by-step methodology called the Bagpipe Freedom Process that's proven to offer real solutions to get unstuck with your piping. For Big Rab Show listeners who'd like to try this process, we'd like to offer the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint online course 
100% free. The course is catered to your own individual strengths and weaknesses and offers a clear game plan to break free from bagpipe captivity. Whether your instrument just won't cooperate with you or your fingers are holding you back, clear-cut solutions lie ahead. To enroll in the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint for free, simply visit dojouniversity.com forward slash bigrab or thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo today. you have it yes it lets you become unstuck with your plan or even if you're an absolute beginner as well definitely go and check it out bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo that's where you go and do it and yeah so thank you for all your kind comments for last week's episode yeah we did enjoy the chat actually with andrew douglas it was a lot of fun uh, so definitely go and check out his book as well fantastic stuff now i have to say as well a shout out to everyone who actually emailed us in yeah we got quite a lot of emails following last week's show there's been a lot of commentary and such uh we will bring that to a future episode but this week we really wanted to bring you this featured interview because it's it's quite an incredible conversation and an opportunity that we did not want to turn down uh so yeah once we got the opportunity to chat to this guy, of course, we had to jump at it. Uh, so, yeah, that's this week's episode. But, yeah, all of your listener mail and such, your suggestions for topics of the week and word of the week and all of that, including weekly drones as well, will be on next week's podcast. So there you go. Now, I have to say, yes, we do know that there's been huge announcements, such as the launch of Piping Live. Oh my god, yes, Piping Live is happening, and we've seen the huge announcement and everything, the lineup and everything, it's all so exciting, and yes, of course, we will talk about that, but before we do, go along to pipeandlive.co.uk, go and see all of the information available, there is so much of it there, there's a lot to digest, it was quite a huge announcement, and uh, some in-person events, some online, a combination of the two, it's all a little bit overwhelming i suppose so yeah we will talk about it on next week's pod we're not ignoring the launch of piping live not by any means it's possibly a huge announcement that the piping scene has seen this past year so yeah a massive piping festival is about to happen in august here in the uk piping live 2021 is going to be insane absolutely insane and i'm so excited for it man and yeah along with piping live we're also seeing like three different piping events happening here in northern ireland two dates in august and one in september and yes we'll kind of delve into that in a future show but yeah we're not going to get into the news and updates and stuff on this week's pod so yeah apologies if that disappoints folks and everything but of course you can always send in your weekly drone and have a good moan at me so yeah bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone that's where you do it if you yeah if you're tuning in for the news and updates this week then apologies that'll be on next week's show we'll have a catch-up yeah but like i said this week was too good an opportunity to miss the chance to chat to this guy ali lavec the 2020 young scots traditional musician of the year winner and uh guys it's just simply brilliant to see a bagpiper win this award Really quite a special moment. I remember it when it happened well, and the piping world really sung the praises of Ali Levac. And if you haven't been listening to anything that Ali has been doing this last while with his projects, both with Project Smuck and with Glynn and everything else, then you really have been missing a trick. There's been some incredible music from Ali. And uh, yeah, for those of you who are fans of Celtic and folk music, you already know who Ali Levac is, and you know who Project Smuck is, and Glenn and everything. You know all of this. So, yeah, but for those of you who are just specifically from the band scene and the solo scene, then hopefully we're going to introduce you to some brand new music. Now, like I said, this was an awesome opportunity, and I'm really, really chuffed to be able to bring you this interview, guys. So, yeah, we are dedicating an entire an entire episode to this. So, yeah, I feel, I don't know, I'm getting goosebumps saying this. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Now, I have to say, I am a bit of a fan yeah i'm a huge fan and i you can notice it through the interview i'm getting nervous at certain points and i'm like i'm talking to ali levac so yeah i do have to kind of pinch myself every now and again tell myself to wise up and uh, be professional and ask him some questions instead of just going you're class uh so, <laughs> uh, so yeah let's get through the introduction rab let's introduce to the podcast 
Ali Levac. So, welcome to the podcast and to the Big Rab Show in general, Ali Levac. Ali, how are you, sir? Not too bad, yourself, Rab. What's the crack? The best, mate. Thanks. And if anything, it's just brilliant to have you on the show, honestly. It seems to be we've been talking about you and your career now for years. It's great to finally talk to you. No, I'm delighted to be on the show. I've been watching it for the, like, the past two years and I, I, I shamelessly admit that I am a fan. And oh, then, uh, there you go. So, and then I discovered your TikTok and I was like, oh, super fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you've been kind of watching me struggling learning how to pipe then and all of those terrible squeaky they're, videos. They're, they're so good. I love it though. Like the, some of them are outrageous. Your TikTok. <laughs> some of them are kind of out there. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so for those of you watching, if you want to go and see me on TikTok, you can. But there you go. Uh, Grant, I've got a few questions I need to ask you then, Ali. Well, first of all, I have to introduce you to folks living internationally who may not know who you are. Um, but you are kind of rel- pretty famous now here in the UK because you have won the Young Scots Trad Musician of the Year Award 2020. Can you tell us what that was like, actually winning it? Yeah, so it was, um, it's been going since I think 2000 and, was it 2001, yeah. I think, or 2000, yeah. maybe. I think so. Gillian Frame was the first yeah. person to win it. And then the mm-hmm. first Piper to win it, well, a couple of years after that was 2003 or 2004, Stuart Cassells. Stuart, yeah. I thought, it was, I was thinking it was Stuart. I just didn't want to put my, my eggs in the basket there. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> after that, he started like chilies and stuff. And then, yeah. So, yeah, I first discovered it in like 2007 when I was up in Blockton Music School. And I was like, I think Rudy McMillan, the fiddle player, and uh, Blaze Biddles won it that year. And then I was like, oh, fancy that. Like, it was be good. And then, um, I had a good, a good few attempts before I did win it. I was in the semis, and that was as far as I got. And yeah. once I applied, I think it was 2014, I never got anywhere. And then got to the final once before, and then fell short. And then, um, I don't know, yeah, just like kind of tightened the, the, tightened the screws. I knew where I was going wrong in the final I was in before where I didn't make it. And then I kind of just went in a bit whimsily, a bit loose. And the pipe, like the pipes weren't totally singing I didn't really tighten the bolts for that and then this for this last one I made a point of kind of seeing a couple of folk like Finley McDonald in Glasgow and uh, stuff just before my set just to kind of check things over I think that definitely helped but um, yeah Stuart being the like Stuart was so nice as well to me because he was one of the judges actually the year I won it Stuart oh, Cassells right. yeah. and then he came up after and it's, it's kind of nice to to be that, to have that relationship with him as being the only couple who won it. Yeah. And then, but the pipers that have gone, come in it and competed even as well are unbelievable. Like Lauren McDougall, That's Stephen Blake there for times. And I think James, James McKenzie as well. Had James then, McKenzie, uh, had Ross Miller. There's been a, a lot of pipers through the years. Bradley, Bradley Parker as Bradley well. Parker recently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, loved his, uh, I think he did a thing. He taped his, uh, like the, the whole, like his low G hole. Right. But it, he taped it completely over shut. Right. So it gave him like a, an, F, an F sharp instead of like a G. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, hey. There you it was go. cool. It was cool, yeah. You can watch that back then on his semi-final set. There you go. I'll have to watch that, actually. Yeah, that's cool. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
after having won the title, I'm sure the floodgates opened for you, Ali, because that seemed to be when it really kicked off for you. You know, we've been following you as your numerous attempts throughout the years. And then to get you in the final, we were like, yes, we have ah. the final, you know, and then we were all singing your praises and stuff. But then whenever you won, it just seemed to be right. There's music, there's books, there's gigs, there's everything all seemed to happen for you. Yeah. When, how, how did you find things after lifting the title then? Um, sorry about that. My dad kept me grass outside. If, you, if you're hearing that buzz, that, you're okay. I can't um, hear. It. You're okay. <laughs> but, but, um, I it was good. Like I was elated after the win, and because um, the night before the win, uh, my band Project Smock, we mm-hmm. released our debut album in the old fruit market. That's right. Um, yeah. So it was literally the day before I was. So that made the weekend nuts, and then kind of like the boys were saying. There was pressure on the on after the album launch. It was like, right now you have to win, so that'll help the album. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> don't win. Then it's a flop. I was like, oh my gosh. So oh. yeah, then we thought when that I was like, right, okay, that will get us loads of gigs now. And then uh, what what happened happened with COVID. It was going to happen anyway. And like, we'll still we'll still use this as a as a as a catapult sort of thing or a platform to try and get gigs and stuff and. But um, I was actually, and then shortly after, the, when I went to America, I was in tour with a, an Irish dance show called Rhythm of the Dance. And then, because hmm. that's a kind of quiet time of the year for gigs, sort of February, March. So I went out there anyway. It was halfway through the tour, actually. We that's we got called home, like about a week short because of everything kicking off. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, there yeah. you go. So when you were off enjoying yourself, then you got pulled back. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I mean, like, for me, like, COVID's been hellish for some people and but then for me i think i've actually i think it's probably obviously it sucks like no gigs and stuff but it's actually helped me loads because i was like i was just living from gig to gig before and i never ever recorded anything or released anything and i was just gigging and going out and i never released anything and it was like through covid i was like i have to do something the fear and the first week i think i i didn't even own a an, inter- an audio interface or a proper <laughs> recording microphone, yeah, nothing. Nothing for recording, I, yeah, yeah. No, nothing. And then the first week of lockdown, I was like, MacBook Pro, audio interface, Focusrite, um, Aston Origin microphone, so I can yeah. release stuff, Logic, and then, so give me a kick up the backside, I think. But then and- I guess... Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. You've been incredibly busy and we will talk about some quite exciting new releases that you have coming. Can I ask then about, not only are you doing your own solo stuff, but you're also involved with two other bands, Glenn and Project Smock. You just mentioned them there. Do you want to talk about your involvement with both of these groups then? You know, yeah. how much time do you have? <laughs> it's, it's funny because I, I never would have thought I'd be uh, or have as many sort of projects as that i used to i used to be a, a bit of a tear away like through uni and stuff and um uh, i was probably kicked out of more bands than i was in bands back then and, uh, but then when i look back and i think covid definitely turned that around for me i've kind of i look back at how i was then and i was like how the heck did i get by but um i love the freedom in project small because i'm the only melodist but like the three of us in project small it's myself Pablo Lacuente on guitar mm-hmm. and you and Baird on Bowden. And then we've each got our own, we've got loads of space to ourselves. So I've got, every gig's different as well. The tunes change all the time or the <laughs> melodies because I, I can do what I want. And then Pablo as well, he, he's, he can change chords as he sees fit because he's the only chordal um, accompaniment. And then you and as well, the only sort of percussion in it. So there's room yeah, there. And then yeah. that's smock. And then Glynn started. It was myself and Craig Irving. Craig used to play in Man Ran and just Talis yeah, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we've been we've been like best mates for for years. And then he's because he's from up here. We were both spending loads of time just hanging out together because of COVID. And then uh, we just thought let's just record loads of stuff and just the two of us. And yeah, it's yeah. a happy actor. Yeah. I have to say, the freedom that you're finding with the music at the moment is so refreshing. It's just amazing to watch and listen to, you know, because uh, for those of you who know you for your whistle playing, obviously, you're an outstanding whistle player, if you don't mind me saying, but you're also 
quite an accomplished bagpiper as well. Like you've been involved in the solo scene and that as well throughout your days. Can you tell yeah. us how you got your start then in playing in general? What made you lift yeah. the instrument? Um, so yeah, I started when I was nine years old. Through my grandfather, he got me on the chanter. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, what would it have been? It would have been, it was just pure piping, solo piping. Yeah. Um, from nine until 15, to the age of 15. And then I'd go on to like Highland mm-hmm. Games and sort of juvenile competitions, um, Uistambara, Royal Games yeah. and stuff, to the juniors. And then, mm-hmm. and then it was, I went to Plotkin when I was about 15, like starting third year high school. And then you have to pick up a second instrument. So that's, that's where I got the whistle. But I went through a few tutors before then. I was, what did I start with? I started with like a local tutor, Benny Manson mm-hmm. in Dingwall, who's passed away since. But then I was always, I was going up to my grandfather's just right up the house in some heifer every night he was sort of like my mentor and he played pipes as well so he'd be able to know he never competed or anything but he, he did fiddle and pipes and he'd know sort of he could tell the difference between something being good or bad correct so correct yeah that kind of thing yeah on the straight lines and he'd know like like i remember his favorite tune for me to play was like danella beaten and like a single grace note Missed in that tune, he's like right back to the start. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was oh days of that. But then, and then we went to a few tutors. I went up to John Burgess as well. Oh wow, John, yeah, in Saltburn, just in Invergarden, and he was great. Um, I think it was more, there was more good crack than anything than than teaching in the lessons <laughs> and stories. And then Alice, um, Norman Gillis as well. Alice was father. Right. Um, yeah. For lessons with him as well, I had to shut his lorries as well. They were a great set of pipes. And then, and then it was after John passed away. Um, he, I went up to lessons with Ian McFadden. Oh right, with Ian, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and so he's he's kind of how I got involved in the music school up in Blockton. He was like mm-hmm. living in he was living in Kyle, and he's like, just go to the music school here. I'll be able to see you once a week then, and so yeah. That's quite a pedigree now, but you were never involved in the band scene. That was a couple of questions, actually, we got in. If I was ever speaking to you, just ask, was you ever playing in bands? I don't think you did, did you? No, no, I never. And it was only, I don't know why that never happened. Like, I love, um, I loved the solo scene, and I actually tried to get back into it. I kind of fell out of it for a couple of years there, just because of gigs and Kayleys getting in the way. And I spoke yeah. to James McKenzie, actually, about how he got back into it. Mm-hmm. After being in Breivach and stuff, and then he went and won the, he won the silver medal. I think, yeah, I think he did, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But um, with, after being in a hiatus of the the competing scene, mm-hmm. um, but um, sorry, what was the what was your question again? No, I was going to say that you never actually oh, went into the band thing. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't. Know, I, I gave. I, there was sort of there was local bands up here. But nothing, there was no competing bands, really. Yeah. And then they were all down, like, Central Belt, Glasgow, or yeah. over the water with yourselves. That's it. And then yeah. the, the first kind of, the first kind of sniff of maybe joining a band, I was uh, chatting to Chris Armstrong. And there was, ah, there was yeah. come to a practice, and I almost did. And then, I don't know, I just, I... I don't know why I never, never made I love, the jump. No, yeah. No, I like. I kind of like the. Is it good? What, like that? I can just change it slightly, or is it going to be different? Yeah, yeah. The, but even in, even in even in normal in like I think it boils down to why I'm not in a band with another melody player. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hate, and this is bad. I'm a nightmare for. I'm a nightmare debt. <laughs> I have to deck for someone in a band. I'm nightmare because the the, the deck's job is to play the parts of the the main musician who can't make a gig, and I'm just like I I can't. I don't I don't know. I like it to be different every single time. There you go. That's it. And that's it. That's what I was saying earlier about the freedom that you're having with the music. And that, that's what makes it so fascinating to watch, honestly. Yeah. Because we don't have that freedom in the band world. You know, you play your dots on the page, your MSR. I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the band scene. And then like, hmm. when I hear like, when I watch it, like Field Marshall and stuff and 
um, really when it sounds like one, it's, it, it's like a well-oiled machine. Oh, it is. They yeah. make that many people sound like one. And I, I, when I watch it, I go, yep. I, go oh, <laughs> I have that. <laughs> I <would> really struggle. <laughs> LoneStarPiper.com, your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK, the build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing. Feel amazing. McClellan Bagpipes from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design, and committing to constant innovation and evolution including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. So can I ask you then, when we're talking about playing in bands and such, uh, you were involved in the BBC Proms and that you've played with some huge orchestras as well, mm. standing centre stage in front of all of these musicians. What does that feel like as a trad musician? It's, it's really out of place. It was, it was a totally weird experience and I spoke to Benny Morris actually, the fiddle player. Yeah. Who won the Young Chads the year before? Um, was it the year before I won? The year before, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. He's he's originally he's originally a classically trained musician. 
So right. I was getting a few tips from him on, on how to, because it's so different. And he was mm. saying like three things that someone wouldn't normally tell me that he said, the conductor, don't follow his beat bang on. I was looking at the conductor, like follow his, yeah, like follow the guy. Nice. Yeah. But the orchestra is slightly behind him. So I was, oh. it sounded like I, I'm a wee bit ahead. And that's just, a, that's just an experience thing. Like, right. I would have never known if Benny hadn't told me sort of thing. So there's a couple of moments where I'm going like that, but it's because it's that's the norm that the orchestra there's a delay between yeah. the gauntlet down. Yeah, a split well. second of a thing. Yeah, there you go. That's fascinating. Yeah, but it's still, funny. I like to have that, you know, that behind you and to feel that music coming through. That it's bound yeah. to have been special. Yeah, what was it like up there then? I would love to. I would love to do it again. Um, with the, with the BBC, it was the SSO I was playing with, the Scottish yeah. Symphony Orchestra. Um, and after doing it, because it was the first time, I was, as soon as it was, it was finished, I was like, I want to do that again, because I would do this <laughs> differently, and I'd maybe do this slightly differently. It's, it's all, it was totally about, like, feel. Mm, and it was only after yeah. I played with them that I realised that. I was like, oh, I'm so immersed in, like, playing tight. But it's not about yeah. being, like, bang on tight it's just about feeling it with the which was was so bizarre yeah yeah, with them behind you it's like a total yeah yeah i I think that's possibly the best description of it there (laughs) yeah yeah can i i need to ask you some technical piping questions because we are a piping show of course uh so can i ask you then as being a bagpiper first who moved on to whistles can you tell us about that transition? Did you find it easy to move from pipes to whistle? Was it? I remember hard? there being a. When I hear my whistle playing, if I was to imagine it back, it's, hmm. it sounds a wee bit like a piper playing a whistle. Um, yeah. But then I think from just from listening, I think to other players more than anything else, that's the main thing. I started to be able to separate the two. Right. So, I see. like from like bands like Fluke and like Brian Finnegan and stuff, and yeah, um, Alan Doherty, Mike McGoldrick, and other. Well, yeah, it's start dropping so, all these amazing muscle players. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, that was the main thing. Hamish Napier, he was my tutor for whistle. Yeah. He said, just "Listen, listen, listen to other people," and then I think that's how it came on. But hmm. I think because the because of the competitive piping background. And then you get strength in fingering. Yes. Yeah. That's, that makes it easier, almost, I think. There you go. So that's interesting, because I do know a lot of pipers try to lift the whistle and, and attempt it, but just give up after like two or three weeks because they just can't get it. But although some pipers really seem to thrive and enjoy <laughs> the freedom, and I think you're certainly a prime example of that, Ali. You know, <laughs> that took the yeah. instrument and ran with it. <laughs> but, I think, but like, I did go a while a couple of years ago where it was whistle 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 and I came back to the pipes and I was like oh god like I need to remember to uh, give attention to both because it was like it, although I was really happy with where my whistle playing was at and it was really free and fluid mm. I thought ah, because of that the piping would be fine and I was like no 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 the piping needs the sort of like the weight yes yeah. and the the strength behind it and I had to really kind of that. and I actually I spoke to Fred Morrison about this few years ago i'm still kind of getting over it mm-hmm. um i don't know what it is or how it happened but i had a problem with my e grace note oh. and the ring finger on my left hand left hand, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we were i was competing at the the competition in laureate mm-hmm. and david Sheridan, it was myself i think the representatives of scotland was like my, myself fred morrison mm-hmm. uh, david Sheridan, and callum Moffat from right, glasgow okay. and then David was saying, whenever I played a Torlua or a Krunlua, mm-hmm. my shoulder was going like that. So I spoke to Fred about it. He's, he, oh, it's almost yeah. like he'd heard about it before, though. He said, don't worry about it. I've known a couple of people who've had it before. It's like going nuts. And I was getting <laughs> down from it. And I was like, is it like a tap nerve? Is it uh, uh, like RSI, yeah. repetitive brain injury? And I'm just sort of, I don't know what it is. I think it was from the, about, like the, that time of leaving the pipes for a good few months. Yeah, yeah. Like coming back, it was, but it started to come back from me just sort of going back to basics. Back to that, yeah, foundation. It's still, yeah, it's, only, it's so frustrating because everything else is fine. 
See, that's it. The bagpipes can humble the best of us, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so can I ask you some real nerdy questions about setup yeah. then? Um, so what sort of whistles do you use in a regular gig? What would be your brand um, of choice? Yeah, I've got them here. I'll just show you. They're all... Sure, they're yeah. They're all... Um, Colin mainly. All right. Colin Goldie whistles mainly. And I actually... So... The only one that I don't, the only whistle I play, which is not a Goldie currently, is a, an MK Low D. Oh, there you go. Lovely. Uh, the only reason I play the MK now is I did have a Goldie Low D, but the, a mate of mine, I left my set of border pipes mm-hmm. in the Hardy's soft case behind her car. She actually reversed over them. Oh no! Yeah, the pipes oh. are fine, but she snapped the low D in half. Ouch! Oh god! So, that, there you go. Yeah. That, that's so easy done. Mainly, mainly goldies, and I've kind of like loads of goldies, and I kind of like I've, oh. I've most keys, and then to had a some comment on a smock post recently mm-hmm. when when we put music together with smock, we kind of try things out. Mm-hmm with different whistles so we'll be trying different keys but I'll be playing the same fingering if that makes sense oh yeah yeah uh, it was just a different key of whistle each time yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it'll just be a different a different sonic range basically. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then we'll go with whichever suits best but that with that comes that our music is in odd keys and stuff um, yeah so like C sharp minor and stuff and then we had someone comment saying from Spain I think it was and so it's like ah like your music but why are you playing such awkward keys? <laughs> they play on low D. I was like, oh, it's, no, it's not about that. It's like, if, if a lot of the sets we play, our tunes, if we were to play them on the D, mm-hmm. or another whistle, it wouldn't sound as, we kind of search for what sounds best sonically. Yeah, the, the, the key and the, the kind of, the pitch of it that would raise the music that wee bit higher. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. totally. Exactly. And then, yeah, Goldies mainly. Happy days. So what about pipes then? Uh, what's your model of choice? Yeah, I've I've got them here. I'll show you, I'll, I'll show you the case as well. So this is okay. the actually this is the case. I actually worked in Hardy's for a year. Oh yeah, there you I go. Um, nice. worked there in 2017 to 2018, and it's a set of um Lodies that I played. Ooh, nice. Nineteen nineteen oh eight set of Lodies. Wow, so they're so, proper. Uh, oh, look at those. Yeah. Oh, they're Very nice. good though, and then. So I've just a plastic mouthpiece, mm-hmm. um, and I play. I'm currently playing as like a prototype um, plastic RG Hardy chanter in B flat. Oh, that I made myself. But that, but so I'm in. I'm in B flat just now. I haven't mm-hmm. been in uh, sort of competitive piping yeah. pitch for a wee while. And I was speaking to Ross Ainsley about that when we were because he was supposed to be. We were supposed to be doing Lorient this year mm-hmm. uh, for the Invitational and. Um, he was asking me, he said, are you in B-flat or are you in competitive chinning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in B-flat just now and I said, I don't know if I'm going to tune up yeah. for the competition. He said, yeah. he said, if everybody, he made a good point. He said, if everyone's in band tuning and you go on B-flat, <laughs> even if it, like, it'd be like, Bleh. way down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll make it seem a lot lower. So, but I actually... It was a, this, the middle drone in this, the middle tenor, the middle part. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a gig, a uh, Cayley in Glasgow a couple of years ago, and then this drunk idiot. Like, mm-hmm. that's just why I hate. I've only got the one set of Highlands at the moment. I'm yeah. trying to get together. Um, I was hope, hoping to ask Blue McMurchie, uh, oh. bagpipe maker, bagpipe maker maker in West Calder. Right. Interesting. Sorry, yeah. But, He's sort of like one of the last bagpipe makers by hand. Wow, um, yeah, he's, he's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, check. Like, I think he has a website. Blue McMurchie is his name. Oh, I'll have to check yeah. for that. Yeah. He, he does like copies of um, old Hendersons and lorries, like exact. So this Ooh. boy at the Cayley stood on my lorries. Oh. And then I had him up against the wall. I was like, oh. God, <laughs> and the, yeah. tuning, the only thing that had snapped was, well, was the tuning peg on the middle tenor. Yeah. That was fine. And then 
so I went to Blue. I said, oh, Stephen Blake actually put me on to, he's got mm -hmm. a full set of pipes made from him. And then Blue had a square block and just in a matter of minutes all by hand made an exact copy of the... Wow. The of the, yeah, he was able to piece it together then. Of that, yeah, that and it was actually, it was in better nick. That he, he kind of gun-drilled the, the bores as well, so they were in better nick. And he made yeah. the reed seats deeper because I think they're, they're quite high in these, uh, these old pipes. Ah, there you go, yeah. Fascinating stuff. You know, honestly, I could chat to you about all of this geeky piping stuff forever. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. So, right, we need to get on to the whole thrust of the interview. You have a brand new book coming out now. Can you tell us about it? The reason why we're happy on the show to begin with. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Cheers. The, so the, the books came about because uh, last, it was almost a year ago, actually, last May. So right. just the, almost at the beginning of lockdown, I was like, what am I going to do for money? Oh, my gosh. And then um, I made a silly wee video on Instagram saying, if anyone's wanting a tune, <clears throat> composed for them that I would compose them a tune yes. um, right. and then hand write it and frame it and send it to them in the post and they can right. choose the name of it. That's right. I remember that. We were talking about it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, um, it was good. I thought if I get five or six um, folk get in touch, I'd be happy with that. So yeah. then I think I ended up like 60 folk got in touch. And I was like, oh. wow. <laughs> I, I, I had a weak window to get in touch. My folks were saying, you need to cap it. I was like, I need the money. <laughs> so it was good because I'd never, I'd never sat down to compose before. And I thought, oh, like, I didn't want to just give folk the first thing that came out. So mm. anything I gave, I was, I was happy with. And then there was techniques of composing that I um, discovered that I'll, I'll show you just now as well that I loved. Really mm -hmm. funny ways of recording. But um, the, I'll, I'll set up for that whilst I'm telling you about the book. So then, yeah, after yeah. So I was left after the commission project with um, 60 tunes. And then I thought, that's the donkey work that I've done for books. 
Definitely, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. This first yeah. volume that you're releasing right now has what 35 tunes in it, Ali. And then, do we? Yeah. I think that on your website as well, you can actually see volume two available as well. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna um, launch both at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. Volume one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the the tunes are there. This is sort of like I could have done it as one big book mm-hmm. um, of. 70 tunes yeah. say but I kind of like most of the layouts of like um, the R.S. McDonald um, Ross Ainsley Ali Hatton Gordon yes. Duncan have about 40 tunes mm-hmm. in them and photos so I, I, and I like the, the size and the, the layout the staple and everything so I, mm-hmm. I, do, I do one of them and then I thought I have enough for two so but it's sort of like a life's work and then the, the boys were saying why, why are you doing two and I was like well it's, just, it's sort of like every tune of and it's, it's other tunes as well it's not just the commission tunes it's sort of like every tune of other yeah it's yeah. a start of composing there you go so oh. if anything that's what I was going to say that the genius behind these two volumes is because they're not huge big volumes but they're small enough for you to be able to throw in your pipe bag do you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> you can the, take them with you places the usual size of what kind of pipe books are today like rs mcdonald one yeah. that, that's a great book as well actually and brosses and mm-hmm. yeah the untreacherous is booking stuff as well so that's it indeed so by way of a shameless plug then ali when or where can folks go and grab these where can they get their hands yeah. on so they can the, the pre-orders are open just now i'm gonna be doing a, a good few pushes and, and posts and stuff over the next week um but pre-orders are open and will be open for till the middle or the end of June um, when I hope to go to print um, all the tunes are so are finished it's just a case now of me putting the photographs and the language in the books but you can get pre-ordered now uh, via my website at uh, com. there you are love that fantastic now can I ask you then a personal question this is just from me one of my favorite tunes of yours that I cannot stop listening to is compliments to Ailey Smith can you tell me about this tune there has to be a story behind this yeah oh (laughs) um, I don't know if you know the story do you I don't know that's why I'm asking (laughs) so I was um I was in Thailand in 2015 Uh, I had a gig in Singapore and then I thought, the, the rest of the lads were flying back. And I said, can you make my flight like a month later? Right, like, yeah. a month. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Thailand for myself for a month. So I did that. And then mm-hmm. um, by the end of the trip, I had no money left. I was completely broke. And I had a three, three days um, oh, no. stuck in Singapore. I had nowhere to stay. And I was no like, cash. And I was, no cash, nothing. And I was literally going to. I was sort of beneath that big, massive hotel with the ship. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. With no money, walking around with my bags. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to be sleeping on the street. And then I phone, I don't know why I did this. I phoned my granny. Mm-hmm. Just like, just for comfort, I think, more than anything else. And she's yeah. like, oh, where are you? I was like, I'm, I'm in Singapore. And she's like, oh, wait, I know um, so-and-so. I, I didn't tell my granny I had no money or nowhere to stay. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, I know um, Ailey Smith. She's living out there. I was like, oh, do you? And then uh, she said, have you got something to say? And I said, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the pavement, though, and she said, give me two minutes. And my granny's like in her mid-80s, and she pulled me back after two minutes, and then she said, um, Ailey's going to get in touch with you. You're staying at Ailey's for the next two days. I was like, wow. Life. Oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Like I said, it has been one of my favorite tunes of yours. And uh, now I know this incredible story behind it. That's brilliant. Well, I had Fantastic. nothing to give the Ailey. So it was actually when I was in Singapore, I was like, I have nothing to give you, so have this tune. <laughs> well, hi, it's a cracking tune for sure. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so we've got some big rap show staples that we ask every single guest, regardless of who they are. Uh, so you're not getting away with it. I have to ask you these as well. Uh, so, Ali, what is your favorite cheese? My favorite cheese? Yes. I, I'm not a massive cheese connoisseur, but I do love um, just the cathedral extra mature on uh, those water biscuit crackers. Oh, yes, that's all here now. Behave yourself. Yeah, that's good. 
um, can I also ask you then, it's a question we've asked some of the big names and they've had to scratch their heads on this one, but have you got a most embarrassing moment in all of your days of playing that you could pick out as going particularly cringy? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, on, on a gig, particularly. On a gig or performance of any kind, anything like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, this was, there's a couple. Um, <laughs> I think of one in particular. What's the most embarrassing? Yeah. I think, I remember playing in, like, it was a gig in Australia in a church. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting down, sort of like this, sort of, like, 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 like that, and, yeah. and then I got up and then started walking along the church. And I thought, this woman, as I was walking back up the middle, was like, um, pulled me in. And then I thought she was going to say like, oh, really enjoyed your set. She was like, yeah. with eyes open. And it wasn't even no. a lot of it. It was like, so open. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty terrible. So that's um, not even anything to do with your playing. That's to do with your, well, your dress, I suppose. I know. I was like, oh. Oh, my God. Mortifying. <laughs> that's horrible. That, well, yeah. Oh, very positive note then. I think we'll end it there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ali, honestly, I wish you the best of success with Glenn, Project Smart, and all of your solo work, man. I am a huge fan. It's been great yeah, chatting to you on the show. Um, I really appreciate it. Cheers. No problem. And as I was going to say, do you want to remind the folk listening or watching this video right now, where can they go and grab copies of your upcoming books? Yeah. So you can get, uh, you can pre-order uh, volumes one and volumes two of my upcoming tune books now via my website www.alilevac.com and the deal that's on just now is exclusive to folk who pre-order it's they're 15 pounds each or if you order both it's 25 there you go so you may as well get both like you know really <laughs> <laughs> for sure ali it's been a pleasure mate thank you so much and hopefully we'll get you back on a future show there's got tons of questions here we haven't actually got through so oh really yeah, yeah, it'd be great to have you back if you're yeah, if you're up I for it. Where where is it you're phoning from? Uh well, sunny Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah. I uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully we'll get the uh, a podcast in person or something. I I, oh. I, I was normally over all the time, so hopefully when things are a wee bit calmed down, we can have one in person. Hundred percent. That sounds like a plan for sure. Ali Levac, thank you so much for chatting to us here on the podcast, mate. Take care. Cheers, man. Thanks so much. And there you have it. Wasn't that absolutely fantastic? oh man i'm so so happy that we got the opportunity to chat to ali he's an incredibly busy guy and uh but yeah very exciting about these new books and everything guys there's just so much going on with ali at the moment with new music new eps new albums new books he's an incredibly busy man so yeah go and check out his website like he said pre-order the books or just order them now just go and get them yeah trust me you will not regret it definitely worth picking up so we hope you've enjoyed this week's pod it's been one of a difference i suppose we do this every now and again we like to run like big feature episodes and such and we thought this was a golden opportunity with quite a huge name in the celtic and folk music scene that yeah it was just too good an opportunity not to present as a full feature episode so there you go guys we hope you've enjoyed this week's pod the conversation was incredible we do hope to have ali back on a future show I have to say, again, I had to pinch myself a few times. I couldn't believe that he actually listens to the show. Uh, so that really bowled me over. It's like, well, really? You listen to us? Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was brilliant to have Ali on the show. We do hope to get him back on a future show. We've got so much more that we could have talked to him about. And, uh, yeah, that's, we hope to have him back. Uh, so I have to say, the video of this interview as well will be up on our YouTube channel in the coming days. So, yeah, for those of you who are subscribed on YouTube, then please do so. Go and find us, The Big Rab Show, on YouTube. And, yeah, you can watch the uh, the video of that, including all the performances as well. So there you go. Go and check out Ali Levac interview on YouTube in the coming days. There you go, guys. Now, don't forget, of course, if you loved this week's episode or if you hated it, then either way, we want to hear from you. Our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. And, of course, our weekly drone is the best place to do it if you want to do it anonymously and have no names, etc. Yeah, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. That's where you go. Indeed, if you want to do it anonymously. Okay. 
Guys, thank you all so much for downloading this week. We really hope you enjoyed this week's episode, actually. And uh, But, yeah, normal service shall resume next week, where we will be delving back into all the news and announcements. And, of course, we'll be talking all about piping live and such, and just how stupidly excited we are. Yeah, be prepared for one very excited Rab next week. Uh, yeah, there's so much to unpack there with, you know, how to get your festival ticket and everything and what that involves and... You know, what bits will be live-streamed, what aren't, what bits are open to the public, what aren't. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, as well as the lineup, who's playing, and stuff like Man Ran's going to be there. Come on. and the, Oh, come on. That's, that's just so much. Alistair Gillis Memorial, the International Quartets, uh, Pipe Idol. There's so much. It's ridiculous. So we probably will dedicate a full episode of the pod just to that. Like we do every year. We always do like our big rab show picks for Piping Live. So we kind of give you, uh, yeah, the, the, the events that we think they should really catch. There you go. So that's a future pod to come. So, yeah, definitely send us in your emails. What did you think of the Piping Live announcement as well as this week's episode? Yeah, we want to know your thoughts and feelings, comments, queries, all that stuff. Get them into us, folks. Big rab show at gmail.com. So before I go, I have to say again, another huge, huge thank you to Ali Levac for chatting to us here on the show and uh, to all of the Big Rab Show team in the back room that helped put it all together. So thank you to the Big Rab Show team. Uh, yeah, there was a serious amount of work that went on involved behind the scenes to actually put all of this together. Uh, you may not realize it, but when listening to a podcast, you think it just magically happens. No, there's a little serious amount of work involved in putting some of these shows together, especially the feature episodes. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Thank you to the Rab Show team. And, uh, yeah, if you guys want to say thank you to the Rab Show team as well, you can send us in an email. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys, we are out the door. Thanks so much for downloading this week and each and every week. And if you haven't already, please do consider subscribing so that, yeah, Whenever Rab uploads another one, you will get another bing, a little notification to let you know that Rab's uploaded another one and you can download it and catch up on all the latest piping news and views from this past week. Indeed, until next week, guys, we will see you here back on the Big Rab Show podcast next week for more piping goodness. And of course, don't forget to catch us on Fuse as well. Yeah, Fuse FM Ballamoney Money Radio Show has been knocking out of the park this last while. Some blistering music over there, man. It's been so much fun. Anyway, I better go. <laughs> this is the longest outro you guys have listened to, I am sure. There you go. All right, we'll see you all on the podcast next week. <laughs> Stay safe. Take care. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>